Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. A continuación, Voces en Acción, el programa comunitario que informa a la comunidad latina. Voces en Acción, la verdad en acción. Voices in Action, the truth in action. Now, con ustedes, Jenny Ibarra. Buenos días, buenas tardes, buenas noches, donde quiera que usted esté. Gracias por reunirse nuevamente con nosotros en Voces en Acción para traerle la información alrededor del mundo, todo lo que está pasando en los Estados Unidos y en el área de Texas, en el, específicamente en el área de Montgomery, Texas, el norte. Jenny Rosales, su anfitriona, nuevamente para traerle una conversación muy amena con una doctora que nos va a iluminar, nos va a dar información que necesitamos para saber cómo se trabaja y cómo se vive en el área de Woodlands, Texas, y qué es lo que significa el municipio de Woodland, Texas. Uh, good afternoon, good day, whatever you are. Thank you for being with us, Jenny Rosales, your host from Voces en Acción, bringing you the latest information all over the world, anything that has to do with Texas and Montgomery County specifically, because basically we want to keep you guys updated and as a whole community, bring you the last news and everything that is going around. And of course, as you guys know, I'm trying to educate the Hispanic community about our resources, about everything that is going around and how every community works. Today, I am so honored to have Dr. Sekula give. She is in position number five, and she's in the post, both board of directors of the Woodlands Township. Uh, in Spanish, township is municipio. So you guys can know the word, municipio. So the Hispanic community doesn't know about what is a township, what is municipio. They don't know what's going on in Woodlands. They don't know that it's a selective area of the area of Houston, which is one of the most exclusive and beautiful areas of, uh, of our area. And I'm proud to be in this area and live here with them and share control with them. And at the same time, they have a lot of, lot of uh, places to go, enjoy as a family, and healthy places to live. Something that people are trying to get in and doing, and that's the way Ms. Dr. Sekula Gibb wants to do it and keep it. She's running again for the third time in her position, and I hope that you make the decision to vote as you select and you're able to keep her name in your mind. Dr. Shelly Sekula Gibb, she has done three years consecutive on the board of directors. She has worked for the city of Houston, so we're gonna go ahead and just bring her on, and she's gonna tell us all about her. Doctor, it's an amazing opportunity of interviewing you. I've been trying for the longest, and we have been back in and out. And I thank you for your time, Doctor. I know you're busy all the time. Well, thank you. You are also super busy, Jenny Rosales, <laughs> Jenny Ibarra Rosales. Jenny, just, just call me Jenny. You're hyphenated fine. just like I am. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so, so you'll be Jenny, and I'll be Dr. Shelley. Okay, instead. thank you, Dr. That'll Shelley. That'll be lovely. Thank you so much. Doctor, I brought you because in my community, there's a lot of uh, gap about information. But before we go into the information of the township, I want to 
I want them to know, you know, Hispanic community, as you know, we're very noisy. We want to know who you are and what you've done and, you know, all the stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and repeat this to the community. Eh, como les dije, traía con nosotros una información sobre lo que es el área de Woodlands, lo que es, la, la, lo que es el municipio de Woodlands, porque Woodlands no es una ciudad, es un municipio. Y en inglés se dice township, ¿ok? Para que sepan la, 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 la información correcta. La doctora que se llama Shelly Secula Gibbs, ella está en la posición número 5 de la junta directiva del municipio. Y es una posición que no es pagada, es la tercer año que ella está, el tercer eh, término que ella está corriendo nuevamente y viene a traernos información para que aprendamos qué es lo que es el municipio y cómo es. Pero primero me gusta saber cómo, quién es ella, cómo es ella, eh, qué tipo de persona es, así que vamos a hablar un poquito sobre ella. Okay, first of all, I know you're the fifth so, generation of Texans. Well, I heard you say we are not paid, and I want to uh, tee off on that a little bit because it's very important. We are volunteers. Exactly. And I am speaking today not as a representative of the board because exactly. the board speaks as a whole, a whole. Exactly. but as an individual who lives in the woodlands, who serves on the board, and I want to share all sorts of wonderful things with you about the woodlands and, and give any information to your listeners. Okay. Okay. Dice que quiere que sepan que sí, no es pagada, es voluntariado. Así que básicamente el trabajo de ella es gratuito, pero al mismo tiempo es un trabajo arduo, un trabajo bien duro. Y dice que claramente ella no representa en estos momentos a la junta directiva. Ella está nada más aquí representándose ella, está hablando ella, para darnos información y conocimiento de lo que es el municipio de, 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 de Woodlands y al mismo tiempo sobre ella. ¿Ok? Um, Fifth generation of Texans? That's right. Cool. I like that. And then uh, uh, you, and I have to say, her platform is to keep the woodlands wonderful and make it even better for future generations. People usually don't think about their generations, doctor. Oh, gosh. They think about... Oh, I think the Hispanic community does. Yeah. I think it's a very family-oriented um, group. And, um, you know, I've grown up in Texas, so I know that it is a beautiful community. And if anybody does think outside of themselves, I think it is the Hispanic community, simply because that's, um, I mean, think of how long you have been, your group has been in America. Exactly. I mean, exactly. you know, thousands, literally, of yeah, years. Exactly. So I think, and, and then more in, you know, 500 years ago. But the point is, We are not here only for ourselves. We are here for our future generations. Exactly. La gente usualmente no piensa en generaciones. Le digo yo que se comenta que es la quinta, ella es la quinta generación de tejanos aquí. Entonces le digo yo que usualmente no se piensa generacionalmente, pero ella dice que nosotros como comunidad sí pensamos generacionalmente. Los hispanos hemos estado aquí desde hace más de 500 años. Más, mucho más, más de miles de años. Porque entramos, es más, Texas perteneció a a México. Así que realmente estamos en un área donde los hispanos hemos evolucionado, hemos crecido, hemos estado con ellos y ellos están con nosotros. Doctor, you have um, served as a health representative as well. That's right. That's right. So I have been a physician since I graduated from UTMB in uh, 79, which okay. is last century. I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> It's a funny word, last century. But that said, I've had a, a very blessed life. And 
after I graduated, then I did two residencies, both mm -hmm. first in family practice and in Florida. Mm -hmm. And that was beautiful. Florida's a beautiful state. But I was homesick, and I was happy to come back and then do a second residency in, in Houston at Baylor College of Medicine. Exactly. And I taught there and, and taught at Ben Taub Hospital, taught the medical students and the residents there for 30 years as a volunteer clinician. And at the same time, practiced in Clear Lake for okay. 30 years. And wow. then we moved up here to be close to family, to and family. now we're blessed uh, to, and our daughter and son-in-law, and now two grandbabies live in the That's Woodlands. That's so cute. It's beautiful. Okay. Ella es doctora. Desde 1979 se hizo su residencia. Es más, lo voy a leer claramente. Ella terminó su residencia con suma cum laude de la Universidad de eh, la Nuestra Señora del Lago eh, en San Antonio y consiguió un, un posgrado en química. Encima de eso terminó con un, un, un posgrado también de la Universidad de, de Medicina completamente como doctora en el área de, en el área de Medical Branch en la, en la ciudad de Galveston y fue a la Universidad de Baylor en Florida y estudió. Dice que, que Florida es muy bonito, pero que ella le, le extrañaba mucho, mucho, extrañaba mucho su, su, su tierra, ¿no? Se regresó para Texas y ella terminó con una práctica de tres, más de 30 años de dermatología, o sea, dermatóloga. Oh my God, talk to you, dermatologist, I need to talk to you. Most of yeah, us need a dermatologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dermatologists are really well known and we love them. That's right. Los dermatólogos help. son personas que trabajan con la piel para las personas que no saben que un dermatólogo. Ellos se encargan de todo lo que son los riesgos y las cosas que tenemos en la piel y muchas veces se descubren hasta cáncer en la piel, cosas que ellos pueden ver que usted y yo no podemos definir. Ella sabe trabajar la derma, lo que es todo lo que nos cubre a nuestro cuerpo y es una... Es, It's beautiful. That's a beautiful way of working with those people because yes. people don't think about you. You are in charge of knowing what covers us and how it covers and us how, and how to protect it. And people, people who have uh, more melanin in their skin actually uh, suffer more in terms of changes of the color. They need a lot of protection, protection. and sometimes they don't know that exactly from the sun. And it's a very important job that I had. I worked also at uh, volunteered at the San Jose Clinic which was part of the Sisters of Charity and worked there for many years volunteering as well. And I, I was very happy to, to serve in every way that I could, the whole community. But one of the things I will mention right here is when I, my husband, Sylvan Rodriguez, passed away of um, colon, not colon, pardon me, pancreatic cancer in 2000. Uh -huh. And that was when I started because he was not able to run exactly. in, for office. He thought he might run for Congress, exactly. and then he was not able to. Uh -huh. And um, he said, well, you should run. And I said, well, no, I think I'll, I'll do something less difficult than exactly. Congress right away, exactly. you know? And he was so eager for me to do something. And so I said, all right. So he passed away. And I said, I'll do something. So I ran for city council uh -huh. in Houston and won at large and served for three terms. Three terms. I, I won three terms. I didn't quite finish my last term because then I went into the United States Congress. Exactly. And that was very exciting. And I got to speak on pro-life issues. And I had a chance to speak in the well of Congress and speak to the 
campaign-capable bill where we were trying to pass legislation so that at the time the baby is known to feel pain, mm. that there would be no abortions after that. So and that number has become smaller as time passed as time because passed. we started about 20 weeks, and then we, scientists have now shown, no, they can feel pain really about 18, 18 weeks. weeks. And I suspect as we learn more about the it's development, go the it's going to go to the minute of being concealed. Yes, we just don't know. Really, God made us so beautifully and wonderfully. And how do we know exactly what the baby's feeling if the baby is killed? Ella tuvo una posición tan bonita porque trabajó eh, no solamente eh, como como concejal aquí en el municipio de Woodland, sino en la ciudad de de en la ciudad de Houston por tres años. Eh, fue elegida, trabajó con ella y después el, el ex, el, 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 ella es viuda de su primer matrimonio. El señor murió. Él quería que ella corriera para el Congreso. Y ella tuvo la oportunidad de trabajar en la Casa de Representantes de aquí, de los Estados Unidos, en el área de Texas, o sea, en Austin. Y ella trabajó en ayudar a, a hacer las leyes de lo que es la protección del no nacido o los neonatales, los bebés, de esa, mediante el hacer una, una ley que pasara que se llama PAN. Can you tell me the name of the law, PAN? What? Oh, it was a um, um, pain capable. Pain so capable. when the baby is capable of feeling okay. pain, we pain don't capable. do any o sea, abortions el, el sentimiento, el sentir, el sentir de la, del, de la, del bebé desde el momento de concepción, desde qué momento el niño o la criatura que está en el vientre desarrollándose tiene dolor, le causa dolor, ¿qué es lo que le causa dolor? Ese, al saber que el niño está en dolor, desde qué semana comienza a sentir dolor, podían y, eh, tratar de prevenir el aborto, ¿ok? Así que ella se encargó de trabajar en eso y eso ha crecido el conocimiento científico desde ese tiempo hasta la fecha, de manera que se ha dado cuenta que el bebé casi mente desde el momento de concepción hasta el momento en que nace sufre de dolor. O sea, tiene el sentimiento que usted y yo tenemos cuando nos puya o cuando nos tocan o cuando nos golpeamos, el mismo dolor. Y eso es lo que ella estuvo trabajando. Doctor, thank you so much for the humanity and for, for God is going to bless you because that's something that is a strong so word, work. So important. 2006 was when this happened. And since then, we now have the reversal of Roe versus, Roe versus Wade. Wade. And so Lord. many states, including Texas, have, have moved much more strictly. And now they're saying here in Texas, the law is that no abortion, no abortion at all, at all. period. Exactly. And that's a beautiful thing because mm -hmm. God made life. Exactly. He loves life. He's the God of life. Exactly. And uh, he wants us to protect life. Mm -hmm. So that's very important. It was the best, it was one of the best things that's ever, that I've done. But one of the other things that I did not mention on my bio, but you might be interested in is we have brought um, um, Mike Pence to the Woodlands at okay. the Marriott to uh -huh. speak on behalf of 40 Days for Life. And then that was two years ago. And then this year, uh, 40 Days for Life brought um, Newt Gingrich, former Speaker of the House, very pro-life. And he, both of them are very pro-life. And they both spoke beautifully in the Woodlands and sold out house, made, you know, raised a lot of money for the, for for the 40 okay. Days for Life, which your group may know, may not know. Yeah, because they go through the Catholic Church, most of them, they go through the pro-life rallies and stuff like that. Yes. So yes, they and, know about and it. And pray. The thing about it is you stand in front of the abortion facility, you pray. Mm -hmm. 
you know, that's it. You pray for the people who are doing abortions. You pay for the mothers. Pray for the mothers that they will change their minds, their hearts. And you pray for the doctors who are doing abortions that mm-hmm. they will change their minds and their hearts. Exactly. So there's a lot to pray for when it's in the when world, in the of, world of, 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 um, of abortion. Of abortion. And so... Um, I will just say that it is a uh, valuable, essential thing. Even though Texas is in a good spot right now, the battle is not it's over. It's not going. It's, it's going to continue over. because the devil is always around There's there. too much money mm-hmm. at stake and um, too, many, too many dollars being made on the uh, killing of babies, of unborn babies, and it's just not going to go away. So we have to continue to fight. Uh, and, I, and I'm grateful to be part of that, the 40 Days for Life, and then Susan B. Anthony List, and these all various coalitions for life. And then the second part of that is helping the mother to, to raise a healthy baby, and ra- exactly. manage, and raise, manage the pregnancy and, and have a beautiful, mm-hmm. healthy child. And the pregnancy care centers, you have one here in Conroe, and mm-hmm. there's one in Spring, and there are many around the state. We need to support them. We need to support them. Ella está hablando ahorita mismo de primero pasó la ley esa y automáticamente de eso hemos llegado al punto donde se eh, derrogó la ley de Roe vs Wade que era la, la, la federal donde se aceptaba el aborto eh, a nivel federal automáticamente ya quitaron la ley el estado de Texas y cualquier estado puede adoptar lo que es ser pro o en contra de abortos el estado de Texas ha declarado ser no pro aborto, que no se pueden hacer abortos en el Estado de Texas en ninguna circunstancia. Este, la Iglesia Católica ha abierto muchos, eh, lo que son las oraciones en los centros de abortos y eso se llama usualmente con el, el término de eh, la oración pro vida, que muchos de nosotros estamos, los católicos y quizás los no católicos, están eh, yendo a los centros de aborto a orar afuera, no solamente por la, la mujer que lleva el bebé en su vientre, sino también por el staff que está trabajando en esas clínicas y por los doctores que hacen los abortos, para que conviertan sus vidas y le entreguen sus vidas a, al Señor a, de acuerdo a su manera y que automáticamente dejen de hacer abortos. Esto se está haciendo desde hace mucho tiempo. Este, la Iglesia Católica comenzó, fue una de las pioneras donde llevaban y se sent, y ponían las cruces en blanco y rozaban, rezaban rosarios. Los padres iban en la clínica. Es más, el padre Phil de aquí de Sagrado Corazón y muchos de los padres durante la ciudad van todavía a las clínicas donde se asemeja algo como un aborto o que hablan sobre algo que tiene que ver con el aborto y ellos se paran y oran y rezan y piden al Señor que esas personas que trabajan o que están en esa área se conviertan y no hagan ningún tipo de, 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 de matanza. Porque esto es más bien un genocidio, ¿verdad? El aborto lo veo yo personalmente como un genocidio. Um, doctor, um, and I'm telling them basically that I, I see I as a genocide. Yeah. Basically, an abortion is a genocide. When it we're is. doing like that, it, it is. is a genocide. And it's been counted as one of the worst things that happen in the world. More it than is. 60 million kids have been killed oh, in abortions. Well, more than more that. More than that, exactly. And then, and that's a statistic, roughly, of the ones I've that are reported. I've been hearing that for about 10, 10 years. years. They don't have an actuality, exactly, doctor. No. They don't have, they have an actuality. Doctor, um, now, the question is this one, doctor. I know that you're running again. How many of you guys are running again for the position of the Three. Woodlands? Three. Three. There are seven people on the board, and again, I'm not speaking for the for board them, no, at you, all. I know. You know, you already What are the positions? That. You're number five? Five, six, and seven. Six and up. seven. Yes, five, are six, up. and okay. seven. Okay. And so, I am the one with the longest name. Name. I'm, I'm first on the ballot, which is easy to spot, and then, 
my name sticks out. Shelly Sakula Gibbs. It's hard, somebody it's hard contain, to Do you have a contingency against you or yes, no? Yes, yes, I do. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, ella Keeps es, me on my toes. Yeah. Uh, ella está corriendo como de, uno, en, en, de nuevo para la posición del board como la número 5 en la, en, la en la balota y usted lo puede ver usualmente las personas que viven en Woodlands son las que van a poder votar y va a salir en las próximas elecciones este va a ver y el nombre de ella es el que está con el hyphen secula guión gives es la única entonces en la posición de ella la 5 la posición 6 y la posición 7 están corriendo ella tiene un contendente ¿verdad? significa que en la posición de ella hay otra persona que está corriendo para poder obtener la posición de ella e dice que la mantiene activa por eso que quiere mantenerse activa con la comunidad y seguir trabajando con ustedes we should probably talk since we're talking about the township right now a little bit about public safety ok because no not only do we want to protect the unborn but we want to protect like the everything. born. No, we're going to talk about everything. <laughs> the uh, people who are living and working and, and, and coming and visiting and shopping. Okay, so, uh, well, before we continue, I'm going to take a little break, course, doctor. And now, bef- uh, because I need to take a break because of, you know, so we can, right? But before finishing or going to a break, I have to give thanks today again, of course, to a sponsor, First Financial Bank. First Financial Bank has been with us since the 1900s. They have been with us uh, helping us economically and funding our needs, okay? So you're able to contact them and talk to them about your future checking or savings account or anything that you need in order for you to uh, make your dream come true within the United States. Eventually, right now, they have a um, loan for those new homeowners, people that don't have uh, social security numbers and have ITIN numbers, they're able to qualify for those up to $400,000. Contact them, 936-439-1800, 936-439-1800, and it's First Financial Bank at your services. Vamos a tomar un break, pero antes quiero dar las gracias a First Financial Bank por toda la asistencia que nos está dando y porque está representando nuestra comunidad de los 1900. First Financial Bank ha estado con nosotros guiándonos financieramente en todos nuestros nuestras necesidades, tanto económicas en el sentido de abrir una chequera o un préstamo de savings o lo que usted necesita, como también el sueño de, con, de conseguir su casa. Decimos, no puedo conseguir la casa porque no tengo seguro social. El First Financial Bank tiene un programa para personas que no tienen seguro social y tienen el ITIN number, que es el número que usted deporta, reporta sus impuestos. Contáctelos, hable con la señora Susie Woods al número de teléfono 936-439-1800, 936-439-1800. 439-1800. Tomamos un break y ahorita venimos con ustedes. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Thank you. Hey, this is Jenny from Voces en Acción. First Financial Bank can help those who wish to purchase their own home but do not have a social security. Their IT and home loan can be a perfect option for those in that situation. They're able to be reached and they can help you at 936 936- 439-1800. That number is 936-439-1800. The American dream, it is at the reach with First Financial Bank. First Financial Bank, it is an equal housing lender, member of FIDC. Hola, soy yo, Jenny, de Voces en Acción, y vamos a hablar sobre nuestro patrocinador, First Financial Bank. First Financial Bank le puede ayudar a quienes desean comprar su propia casa, pero no tienen un número de seguro social. El préstamo hipotecario de ITN puede ser una opción perfecta para quienes están en esta situación. Estamos aquí para ayudarles y los puede contactar al 936-439-1800. El número es 936-439-1800. 
el sueño americano está al alcance con First Financial Bank, prestamista de vivienda equitativa, miembro FIDC. Thank you so much for holding there. Again, Jenny Rosales with Voces in Action. And I have Dr. Schneid, Dr. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about Dr. Schneid, Dr. Kisakula Gibbs. I apologize. We were talking about Dr. Schneider, which is, I say hello, blessings, and <laughs> And I told, I told Dr. Sikula, I said, you guys look like twins. <laughs> I was teasing her. Estamos hablando en antito de la doctora Snyder, que también está part, es parte de, de, del grupo de, de los, la junta directiva del municipio de Woodlands. Y le mando un beso a la doctora Snyder. Y le digo que ella, junto con la doctora, son, parecen twins, parecen hermanas, ¿no? De lo que se ven tan similares las dos, unas personas muy bellas, trabajando por el bienestar de todas las personas en Woodlands. La doctora Secula Gift me acaba de decir algo muy importante. Ella quiere que nosotros hablemos de la seguridad. La seguridad que estamos viviendo en estos momentos en todo el área del norte de Conroe, del norte de Woodlands. ¿Por qué? Porque nosotros aquí respaldamos a los policías, a la fuerza policíaca de Montgomery. Es una de las mejores que hay en todo Texas. ¿Por qué? Porque el municipio de, de Woodlands ha decidido o decidió que de los más de 17, 17 millones de dólares que había, 3 millones fueran alocados a, la, a lo que es la protección civil porque ellos no tienen policía, porque no son una ciudad, pero sí son un municipio y, las, y, la, y, el, y, la, y la policía de Conroe automáticamente protege completamente todo Woodlands. Ellos están eh, 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 alocando 3 millones para conseguir 13 nuevas posiciones de las 121 posiciones que ya de por sí están este, respaldando. ¿Por qué? Queremos que Woodlands y que Conroe y que todas estas áreas estén protegidas de la influencia malhechoras que vienen al área de Montgomery porque están cruzando la, el área de otros lugares hacer daños a los ciudadanos porque queremos proteger a nuestros hijos en las escuelas para que no pase lo que ha estado pasando en otras escuelas porque podemos libremente caminar en la calle sin que nos adopten o nos lleven a nuestros hijos porque tenemos que mantener la droga fuera de las calles por eso ellos están decidiéndose and I know doctor, you, you understand the Spanish correctly, ella entiende perfectamente el no, español no. pero lo habla muy poquito pero lo entiende I understand. And I, and I, and I'm telling her basically, I'm telling the audience in Spanish that over the $70 million that the township of the Woodland had, they decided to allocate $3 million only in public safety. Why? No, no, no. No, no. no our budget is about $159 million. But the, um, but we have a law enforcement law budget exactly. where we enhance the uh -huh. services that the base rate of the county gives us because we're okay. all citizens of the county, of Montgomery County, mm -hmm. and then the people in Creekside Park in the Woodlands, they're citizens of Harris, Harris County. county. So those areas provide a basic level of law enforcement through exactly. the county, the county. county sheriff as well as the constables, okay. right? Mm -hmm. And so we give extra money, extra money to the sheriff of Montgomery County's mm -hmm. department 
to the constable of Montgomery County, Constable Gable, mm-hmm. and then also to Constable Herman in Harris County. Okay. So we have now gone in Harris County, which is Creekside Park, from three constables, uh, sorry, from um, 13 constables to 15 constables. 15 constables, okay. That's just in just Creekside, Creekside Park. Park. Oh, okay. okay. That's just not talking about this no, area. That's okay, just that's different. Park. And then in Montgomery County, mm-hmm. we have added another... Um, six of the patrol officers and two what do we call crisis intervention officers who are also patrol but but trained more to be um to bring down a crisis talk, exactly talk down a crisis exactly without violence okay and so these are have extra extra training so we've added eight in that okay. regard and then to the constables department we've added three and this is something i push very hard I know that the internet crimes against children is going up, and I know sex trafficking of children is going up, as you do too. Exactly. And we okay. have to stand up against this. Exactly. So we have doubled the number of constables who are fighting crimes against children from three to six, to six. this year. So that gives Amazing. us a total of 121, 121. enhanced officers. Enhanced. O sea, voy a repetir, and I'm sorry, doctor, I make the confusion because of the the money I was putting it down. I'm not good in numbers, so I, whatever. At this point, I'll <laughs> put it that way. And she knows more. And I'm going to start going to your board meetings because it's amazing. Oh, I went good. one, yeah. and I have to go back. Let me know when you come so I can greet you properly. I will appreciate it, doctor. I think any time for me, because for me, anything that is the city of Conroe, the city of Woodlands, the, the township. municipality of Woodlands, the township of the Woodlands, anything that has to do with uh, uh, Magnolia or the areas that I am in, well, you know, and a Willis. Why for me those are my those are my babies. Why yes. every single city affects my community. My yes. community live around everywhere. Yes. You guys have all these Mexican Americans that are coming in or Mexicans that are coming with money because some of them are investors in Mexico and they have to leave running because of the pandillas or whatever and they have to come and relocate in woodlands yes. and they, they choose the woodlands for this. For and safety? Venezuela as well. Mm-hmm. All Venezuelans are coming to woodlands. They don't leave anybody else because they want to live in Venezuela, they, in Mexico. They, they leave Venezuela because of Chavez yes. or whatever his name is, Maduro, and then coming over here and they live in these areas because they're mm-hmm. elite Venezuelans. That means people with money, the high class people. Well educated. Well educated, exactly. Yes, so you can see that you know there's a different type of Hispanic people that live Business in people. the area of woodlands. Mm-hmm. They can't they can they can afford the high prices it's, of woodlands. It's not ex- and they're able to live and have exactly. For them it's not because they're high class, you know. <laughs> the construct you have to compare that with the community that is everywhere in, within the area of uh, airline in Houston or, or Cornwall downtown, I think, mm-hmm. that are poor Hispanics that are crossing the borders, that are, you know, you see the contrast completely mm-hmm. of who's educated and who's not educated, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then at the same time, I understand basically what it is, and at the same time, I have to say, that's why I came into this role, because I need to educate whoever is not educated. We need to train them to let them know how the American communities work and how they have to adapt to the American community, not you guys to us, but we to us, to you guys. Because my mama said, if you go to Rome, you do as the Romans do. Okay? She's well-spoken. <laughs> Entonces, le estoy explicando a la doctora que el, el, ellos han alocado esa cantidad de dinero a todas las áreas, lo que son la policía de Montgomery, lo que es el área de, de Harris County en el área de Creekside. ¿Por qué? Porque 
son border line areas del área de Woodlands, ¿ok? Y automáticamente tienen que dar ese dinero para que haya protección de toda la civilidad, de todos los civilians o todas las personas que viven en las áreas de Woodlands. Este, le digo también la diferencia del contraste. La mayoría de la gente que viene de México, que vive en Woodlands, son personas que son de alta clase o clase media alta, que vienen educadas, o los que viven, los que vienen de Venezuela o de Panamá o de cualquier lugar, porque son personas que pueden pagar los precios que hay en Woodlands. O sea, en Woodlands, perdonen, lo voy a decir, es calidad de vida alta para, un, para una vida perfecta, una vida muy bonita, ¿ok? Pero no es cualquiera que puede pagar, comparado con otras personas que vienen cruzando ahorita mismo la frontera y que tienen que vivir en áreas de las peores, en, 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 con, en, en el área de Conroe o en áreas de las peores que están en el área del sur de, de Houston. Y puedo decir una cosa, los que viven en el área de Conroe están mucho mejor de los que viven en el área de Houston. O sea, pero siempre sencillamente se ve la diferencia. No digo y estoy, no estoy separando, no estoy segregando, estoy diciendo que hay que educarse. Cuando nos educamos y sabemos lo que estamos haciendo y entendemos cómo nosotros podemos adaptarnos a la vida americana, porque no es que ellos se adapten a nosotros. Ah, porque soy hispano, se van a... No, usted vino a la tierra de ellos, usted aprende como ellos. Mi mamá decía, si vamos a Roma, vamos a hacer como los romanos hacemos. Así que si usted vino a los Estados Unidos, usted va a hacer como los americanos tienen que hacer. No le digo que cambie su cultura. I'm not letting you know to change your culture. You can keep your culture and everything. But if you're in the United States, you do as the American citizens do. Because we respect the land of the free and we want it to keep it free. We okay, do. doctor, and we all have to pull together everything to make that exactly. happen. Exactly, you know, exactly. We all have to have our personal responsibility and to um, expect and respect the rule of law. Exactly. And and when you see something bad, not be too, don't be afraid to report it. Exactly. Cuando ven algo malo, lo está diciendo. Tenemos que respetarnos unos a otros. Tenemos que unirnos como comunidad. Y cuando usted ve algo malo. Tiene que reportarlo, llamar a las autoridades y reportarlo. Doctor, I, your emphasis in your program of since you've been there and I noticed it's been in security, safety, mm -hmm. and medical awareness. Yes. And I know, doctor, you're fighting so much. You have worked so much constantly with the hospitals in this area. People love you because of your type of donation and your type of free and everything for you help so many people that have not even money on them to help them from right. the illness but for the grace of god there go all of us right we could all lose our jobs we could all lose our homes we could be alone so you know we're all god's children so you're paying back to what god gave you gave your talent yes. la doctora es una persona que es muy filantrófica ella ha ayudado a muchas personas aquí en el área de de Conroe de Woodland y hasta en Houston es una persona que ella dona su tiempo en clínicas privadas o en clínicas públicas para asistir y cuidar a los enfermos y ella dice que por la gracia de Dios y por el talento que ella recibió de Dios ella tiene que pagar de vuelta porque eso es lo que le dio Dios a ella y se lo agradecemos we thank you from the bottom of our heart for that because I'm going to be honest with you there's no other person in this town that doesn't know you because of your way of working all the work you do with the woman's Republican Woman Party which you know I you know I seen you it's like it's not that I don't know you I seen you and that's something that the Hispanic community thank you for Because there's a lot of people that know you, that they don't know your name, but they, oh, la güera, la güera, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
she helped me. She helped me with my skin. Or she helped me. I was sick one day and she gave me medication. They know who you are, mm -hmm. doctor. And that's something well, that that's you, you don't say it. You, you're like my mom. You do something good and you just cover it up and you don't want to show it. <laughs> and you're not showing off. That's what I like, your humility, doctor. I love that humility from you. Well, you're very kind to say it. I think the key is for us to recognize that so many people in, in Texas and especially in this area are like you and who are working hard to bring this kind of good information to the people because some of the people who need help don't know exactly. how to get it. They don't know how to access it. And one of the things that's in my bio I want to touch on is the federally qualified health Ex centers. That's what I was going to go next. <laughs> yes, yes. Those centers are, they're called FQHCs for short, and very government sounding, right? And um, but they, ha we helped to grow them from one in around the year, let's say 2000. There was only one, mm -hmm. and then by the time I had left Houston City Council, we had 11. And now, since then, they have all the 11 that have been grow that were sp uh, sponsored and blossomed have had satellites. And here in Montgomery County, you have the Lone Star The Lone Clinic. Star. I know. The, the, that's you know what I'm well, saying. You know it well? Yes. And they have I satellites. I didn't. I wanted you to say it because well, it's good. they have satellites. It's a beautiful building. Exactly. Have you ever been there? I've been through two of them. And I'm going to be honest with you. God bless you. Thank you for your work, doctor. Because you started this project. Well, no. With no, no. Actually, to, to give credit where credit is due, uh -huh. Lyndon Johnson started it. Back oh, okay. in the 60s, exactly. uh, the same time that he basically introduced Medicare, Medicaid, and then he introduced these federally qualified health centers okay. for people who didn't qualify. But you pushed the oh, well, agenda. Yes, but then, that, then it, but see, it wasn't coming to Texas. It wasn't coming to Texas. How do you made it? Well, because I had a blessed inter a meeting with President Bush, and, oh, I, okay. and I said, thank you, because in his State of the Union message, Okay. He said, I'm going to double the budget for federally qualified health centers. I heard him on the television. And he said, from $1 billion to $2 billion. And I said, that's fantastic, but it's not coming to Texas. And so I had a chance to meet him at a Christmas party. Uh -huh. And so I shook his hands, and I said, thank you for all you do. And the camera was taking a little picture. And I said, thank you for all you do for federally qualified health centers, but it's not coming to Texas. And he, he was smiling, you know, and then he looked at me, and he said, no way. And I said, yes way, Mr. President. And then he pointed to one of his staffers and said, FQHCs in Texas, look into it. And it was huge. Huge because of that. God bless you, doctor. Well, that was the Holy Spirit just putting me Mira, there in the right el spot. el Señor ponía a la doctora en lugares específicos. Lo que quería hablar ahorita antes de cerrar, because we're almost about to close our show, but I have to put this out. Eh, ella trabajó arduamente para establecer en el área de Texas los centros de, 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 de salud que son cualificados federalmente. O sea, que el gobierno federal da el dinero para poder que estos centros trabajen con las poblaciones pobres de nuestras ciudades y los ayuden a tener servicios, de todo tipo de servicios, ¿ok? Ella oyó que el presidente Bush... W. El, el, el señor, el senior, el no, señor. No, no, not senior. The, the, w. Uh, the, the w, the w, junior. The junior. Ah, thought it was the senior. No. Yeah, that's good. El, el presidente Bush, el hijo, ¿ok? Iba a poner, y dijo claramente que había alocado dos, dos millones de dólares en, en, para abrir esos centros a nivel de la nación. 
Y ella tuvo la oportunidad de pensar, bueno, ¿sabes qué? Esto no está llegando a Texas. Y tuvo una oportunidad en una Navidad de encontrarse con el señor presidente y decirle, señor presidente, gracias por todo lo que usted está haciendo con los centros de calificación federal de salud, pero no están llegando a Texas. Y el señor se sonrió, ya se sonrió, pero al mismo tiempo dije, espera un momentito, y se quedó pensando, ¿cómo? Y le dice, sí, no están llegando a Texas. Y dice que le dijo al asistente, averíguate automáticamente sobre los centros de calificación de federales de salud aquí en el área de Texas. Y desde ese momento, ella ha sido una de las pioneras que está trabajando al respecto. Y han, han, han comenzaron con uno, ya más de 11, y han llegado aquí en el área de Conroe mediante el Lone Star Community eh, Health Center aquí en Lone Star, que ya tenemos dos casas. Y automáticamente eso está ayudando a muchos de nosotros para poder tener este, asistencia. Si no fuera porque la doctora da su tiempo y porque fue una ayuda de Dios que le iluminó a ella, no tendríamos esa asistencia. Doctor, your last advice for our community, and I'm going to let you close so we can translate because we need to go, yes, and I'm course. sorry. Well, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to be here. It's so much fun to be with you. Thank and, you, uh, doctor. Hopefully you can invite me back, and hopefully it will Anytime, be after a, um, a successful re-election. And, uh, and I want everyone to join me in, in helping to keep the Woodlands wonderful, and in, in so doing, keep Texas wonderful. Exactly. And God es, bless us all. Gracias, doctora. Ella dice que fue una, para ella fue una maravilla estar aquí, que le da las gracias de estar aquí, que ella espera que pueda volver al show nuevamente con nosotros. Y le digo, doctora, las puertas de mi casa están abiertas para usted en cualquier momento, ¿ok? Ella entiende el español, no lo habla perfectamente, pero este, dice que ella quiere que tengamos una unión para que todos mantengamos el área de Woodlands correctamente sana, libre, sin ningún problema y que vivamos en unión. Eso es lo que ella desea para todos los residentes del área de Woodlands y de las afueras en Conros también. Thank you again, doctor. God bless you, doctor. Shelly, it's an amazing talk with you, and my doors are open for you and anybody of the Woodlands Township. Thank you. Gracias. Thank you guys for being with us today. It has been an honor having you again in Voces en Acción. It's such a short time for such a nice conversation. I'm going to bring her back, that's for sure. And I'm going to let you guys know that if it wasn't for First Financial Bank, I wouldn't be here. Thank you, First Financial Bank. Gracias nuevamente por todo y que pasen buenas tardes. Gracias. Bye-bye. Adios. Hi, this is Jenny with Voces en Acción. Let me talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, First Financial Bank. First Financial Bank can help your dream of becoming a homeowner true. The new affordable mortgage program at First Financial Bank can be a great option for those seeking to achieve this dream for themselves and their families. They are here to help you. For more information, call First Financial Bank at 936-439-439. 1800 and discover how First Financial Bank can help you today. That is 936-439-1800. The American dream is at reach at First Financial Bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hola, les habla Jenny de Voces en Acción y voy a hablar sobre un patrocinador de nosotros, First Financial Bank. First Financial Bank puede ayudar a cualquiera a hacer realidad un sueño de convertirse en propietarios de una casa. El nuevo programa de hipotecas asequibles de First Financial Bank puede ser una gran opción para quienes buscan alcanzar este sueño para ellos y sus familias. Ellos están aquí para ayudarle. 
Para obtener más información, llame al 936-439-1800 y descubra cómo First Financial Bank puede ayudarle hoy mismo. El número es 936-439-1800. El sueño americano está al alcance en First Financial Bank. Prestamista de vivienda equitativa, miembro FIDC. Esto fue Voces en Acción, el programa comunitario que informa a nuestra comunidad latina. Voces en Acción, la verdad en acción. Voices in Action, the truth in action. Hasta nuestra próxima edición.